You've tuned in to Naturopathic Earth Radio and Holistic Health News, where you get the latest on medical cover-ups, government malfeasance, toxins being put in our food and home, as well as sound, clean eating principles. We are here to cast a light on what the big sick care industry and its government shills don't want you to know. Don't be a slave to Big Pharma. Break free of the shackles of big food and start your journey now on a long, purposeful life. Become a citizen of naturopathic earth. Here's your host, A. Gregory Luna. Hello, everybody. This is A. Gregory Luna. Of course, you can call me Gregory. And welcome back to another episode of Holistic Health News and Naturopathy Earth Radio. I hope you're doing well today as the weather warms up during this spring break time. Before we begin talking about maybe you not want to get those tattoos, the website is Naturopathic Earth. Naturopathic Earth. Go check out the articles. Go check out the recipes. Recently, we wrote an article on the benefits of having a wellness coach. We also wrote an article about cherry banana smoothies. And we recently had podcast episodes on, oh, the ideal body type. I did have that episode up on the HHN feed for about a week. Uh, that was a new Confessions of an Obese Child one where I talked about how even overweight people idealize and desire regular weighted people. Man, did I get some feedback on that one on Facebook? Uh, yeah, but look, denial is not only a river in Egypt, and I think of a lot of it was projection. I would say about 65% of the responses I got were positive, and, and they were like, you're totally right. We shouldn't fat... We shouldn't fat shame, but we shouldn't definitely fat glorify. And there was a good third of the people who called me a horrible pig. But look, you know, it's true. A lot of these people would, would say, that's not true. I had crushes on overweight people, even when I was overweight and da-da-da. You know, there's always exceptions to the rules. But as a whole, if you if you look at the way we're wired from for millennia, if not millions of years, and just in general, we are not wired to find overweight people attractive. And it's hard to hear that. I get that. It was hard for me to hear it when I was an overweight child as well. But it, it's true. We know it's true deep down, but a lot of people can't handle that, and so they project that anger outward and kill the messenger. So I did get some negative feedback, but oh well. You can't live for the approval of other people. So before I can begin talking about tattoos, of course, we have a Patreon account. Please follow the episode notes. Check out the link there and donate some money. We need it. Look, we need it. This can't go on forever. I need more money to keep this afloat. It costs money to keep the podcast and the website going. And as you know, I'm a teacher, so it's not like I'm rolling in the dough. So please donate some money. Also, you could buy Confessions of an Obese Child on Amazon, Kindle, or Barnes & Noble Nook for $2.99. That's nothing to you. That's like a cheeseburger. So please go buy that. That would help. And as always, I'm a holistic wellness coach, so if you need help cleaning up your diet, contact me. And lastly, if you go to the recipes, uh, there are Amazon pictures of items that you can buy for that particular recipe. Click on that. It takes you to Amazon, and then you can search anything you want on Amazon. And anything that you buy within 24 hours, I get a small 2% commission, which helps defray the cost of the enterprise at no expense to you. So do that. All right, let's talk about the tats. Thank you. 
Before we begin talking about the tattoos, I forgot the last episode that we did, or the penultimate episode, was on the suicide epidemic among men. I got a big, big response on that, and mostly, of course, from men. Uh, some were from women who've been affected by divorce and or divorce and um, suicide, and then I got some feminists who were completely unsympathetic. And it's funny because I can watch the downloads of my episodes. And I've, I've kind of always known, I don't know people's names, of course, or demographics, but I've always, always kind of had an idea that the majority of my listeners are female. And when I did the suicide podcast episode, I kind of verified that anecdotally because it did not have as many downloads as the typical ones that I have. And so that kind of gives me an idea, and I could be completely wrong here, ladies and some gentlemen, that you're not really sympathetic about the suicide issues with men, and that you think maybe, oh well, if a man doesn't have his utility or usefulness, we don't need him. Kind of like old people, right? When they're no longer working in the job market, they're no longer useful, so let's just turn them into glue at the glue factory. I don't know. But I did get some feminist uh, backlash from that, and of course their arguments were kind of not cogent at all and very specious. But they made the point that uh, they were talking about just marriages in general and giving examples of, of, of the patriarchy and how it's time now that we have a gynocentric court system. Uh, and, you know, and, and the thing about trolls, and these people are trolls, and you are a troll if you did write something like that. Uh, it's like there's no point in responding because then if, if any of you know anything about Twitter, uh, you know, it's the trollosphere. You can't engage with these people. But as a whole, it was, it was a great, great feedback, especially from men. It's something that needs to be discussed, and I'm glad I discussed it. All right, let's talk about tats. Now, tattoos. When I was a child in the 80s, nobody had tattoos. It was not really in the the zeitgeist. The only people who had tattoos were former military and bikers, maybe. Some of them were former military. But I did notice, like in high school, nobody had tattoos. Uh, When I was in college, very few people had tattoos, and that was in the early to mid-90s. And then I noticed about 10, 15 years ago the proliferation of tattoos everywhere. And I think this was largely ascribed to all the tattoo uh, reality shows, maybe, like Inked, that started coming out 10, 15 years ago. And now a lot of people have tattoos. And now some people have the small butterfly tattoo on their ankle, while other people tat their entire arms, and other people tat their entire abdomen and body. And, you know, they do the whole thing. And I always thought this was strange, you know, what would change this phenomenon? And I would have this debate, well, not really a debate, but I would have this this discussion with, with students, and I, and I would ask them, why, wh- who, who here is interested in getting tattoos? And then a couple of people would raise their hand. And it was mostly women. The men would not, uh, or were not interested or didn't raise their hand. And I asked them, and they said, I asked them, well, why would you want to get a tattoo? And they said, oh, it's a form of artistic expression. And so I would try to impart on them and I don't have tattoos, so I am I am a little biased here. I don't have tattoos. I don't think a tattoo would look good on me. But in general, I'm not a firm proponent of tattoos. So I want you to know ahead of time before we discuss these two articles. And I told him, I go, well, self-expression can manifest itself in several ways. You can write a book, write a poem, journal, write a song. There's other ways that you can express yourself aside from permanently mutilating your body. Now, some people don't consider tattooing and piercing to be a mutilation of the body. I do. And the way I impart it to my eldest son, who's almost eight, I tell him, I tell him this. I say, did you create your body? And he says, no. And I go, then why do you have the right 
to mutilate it. And he's like, Daddy, I don't know what that word means. <laughs> but I tell him, it's like our job, since we didn't create our own body, is to be the best steward of our body as we possibly can until we return it back to God and it decomposes. And tattoos are permanent now. You can, of course, get them erased, but the erasure is permanent as well. It's very hard to get that completely erased uh, from your body. So I try to impart on these students who are pro-tattoo, and many of them get their tattoos when they're underage. Their parents take them to the tattoo parlor to get it done. But I try to ta- I try to impart on them. I'm, I, I try to tell them, it's like, look, think long-term. 50 years from now, you're going to be a grandma, and you're going to have this tattoo. And before you think about that neck tattoo or that gigantic tattoo on, on the back of your neck or wherever... Um, what do you think about the 65, 70-year-old version of yourself with the tattoo all saggy and stretched out? How do you feel about that? You know, and they and they always have a, a you know clever retort to it uh, because they really don't want to hear this. But I just try to impart on them, and I don't tell them not necessarily to do it. I just try to put these questions in their head, like how would you feel 50 years from now about it? And I and I also tell them like maybe there's going to be some people of the opposite sex who won't date you because you have a tattoo. And then they say, well, then it's their loss. You know, there's always a retort. But these are just some questions that I bring up. But, all right, so let's get into the two articles that we're going to cover. Uh, there's my bird, Santi. He's making some sounds here at the quote-unquote office. So the first one we're going to cover has to do with some chemicals that are found in tattoo parlors. This is from the Truth About Cancer website. And it talks about how we've been tattooing of course since, since the beginning of time but i wanted to, i wanted to cover some things about tattooing that you might not know okay so permanent tattoos are made by using needles to inject colored inks below the skin surface we know that right while the actual practice of tattooing is regulated by state and local authorities tattoo ink are subject to FDA regulation as cosmetics and color additives. However, because of a previous lack of evidence of safety concerns, the FDA has traditionally refrained from regulating tattoo inks or the pigments used in them. So we we don't regulate the actual ingredients in the ink. So some common health risks associated with tattoos, and some of you who've been tatted will know this. You get a, maybe a localized infection. You might have an an allergy, some scarring around the area, and then some complications with MRIs. You know, MRIs uh, they essentially pull out any metal in the body, and uh, there are metal filaments in most tattoos, so you could have some issues with that. So it's contraindicated. The FDA National Center for Toxicological Research, the NCTR, has begun to investigate tattoo inks to identify their chemical composition and how they break down in the body. For instance, research has shown that some pigment migrates from the tattoo site to the body's lymph nodes, which are part of the lymphatic system. The lymphatic lymphatic system is kind of like the trash pickup system of the body. It picks up lymph, which is kind of made from interstitial fluid between the cells. And then it has its own system of tubes that bring it up the body, and then it's dumped into the regular um, circulatory system or cardiovascular system. But it's kind of like the trash pickup. And of course, the most famous type of cancer from lymph is lymphoma, and breast cancer is commonly spread through the lymphatic system. Whether the presence of tattoo ink in the lymphatic system has adverse health consequences is still not for sure known. Okay, so let me reiterate. The FDA regulates the tattoo parlors. So they make sure that, you know, that they're not using dirty needles so you can get one of the hepatitises. But it, the, nobody regulates what's in the ink. 
And this is a major problem. So let's cover some chemicals that might be found in tattoo ink and whether or not they're problematic. One of them is benzopyrene, benzopyrene, not benzodiazepine like the, the, the anxiety drugs. Health concerns about the presence of toxic chemicals in tattoos first emerged in 2011 when studies showed that benzopyrene, a chemical used in black tattoo ink, could increase skin cancers in test animals. In fact, benzopyrene found originally in coal tar is listed as a carcinogen by the International Agency for Research on Cancer, the IARC. So we have a couple articles on the IARC class 1 and class 2 carcinogens. If you just go to the search magnifying glass at the top of the website, uh, there are a couple articles that list the known carcinogens that we're exposed to. So coal tar is one of them, and I make a joke about it, about how few people... and I think there is an actual uh, Holistic Health News episode on class 1 carcinogens, but I make a joke about how many of us are actually on roofs putting in coal tar. But coal tar is actually also found in cigarettes. Further, a study carried out at the Copenhagen University Hospital found cancer-causing chemicals in 13 out of the 21 commonly used European tattoo inks. That's not good. That's on 60%. The Danish researcher leading this study went on record to say that the millions of Europeans being tattooed using chemical substances of unknown origin should be given detailed information about the inks being used on them, along with the effects on their health. Yeah, but this won't make a difference, because when we cover the second article, and if you know anybody who gets tattoos, typically people get tattoos are impulsive. They're impulsive, and they're not necessarily dictated by logic and reason. So once you've made the decision to go to the tattoo parlor and get it, even if there's an advert, a warning on the uh, the advertisement or on some sign saying, hey, this might contain cancer, you're just going to rationalize it and do it. At least most people will. The tattoo ink manufacturer of Europe, Time, states that up to 5% of tattoo st- studios use inks containing carcinogenic or aromatic amines. They strongly advocate reducing the presence of these carcinogenic components in tattoo inks to zero. Let's keep going. Nanoparticles found in tattoo ink. A study published in the British Journal of Dermatology in 2011 was the first to reveal the presence of so-called nanoparticles in tattoo inks. Using sophisticated methods such as laser diffraction, electron microscopy, and X-ray diffraction, this study showed that black pigments contained the smallest particles, while white pigments had the largest particles and colored pigments had intermediate sized particles. Notably, the vast majority of tested tattoo inks contained significant amounts of nanoparticles except for the white pigments. In fact, the black pigments were almost pure nanoparticles, which are defined as particles with at least one dimension less than 100 nanometers. Most black tattoo inks are made up of soot products such as carbon black and may also contain small amounts of polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons, PAHSs. We've talked about PHS. If you go to the, the episode on does overcooking your meat and... Uh, over toasting your bread lead to cancer. We talk about PAHs, these polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons. So no, you should not overcook your meat. You should eat your your rear beef, medium rare. PAHs are considered pollutants due to their potential for causing adverse health effects and have been strongly linked to skin, lung, bladder, liver, and stomach cancers. Sweet. Let's keep going on the nanoparticles. According to a 2013 study carried out at Bradford University in the UK, tattoos can increase the risk of cancer. Bradford, Bradford University scientists found that tattoo inks contained cancer-causing chemicals that damage collagen, which is a major protein that forms roughly 30% of the protein content of the human body. 
In fact, collagen is the foundation of so-called connective tissue that holds us together. Uh, that's why they always recommend you, you ingest a lot of vitamin C because vitamin C is supposed to improve your collagen. This study showed that nanoparticles from tattoo dyes migrated or moved away from the skin to enter the blood and eventually build up in the spleen and kidneys. Both the spleen and kidneys are fragile organs, sensitive to injury and crucial for cleaning the body of impurities. Uh, yeah, and in particular, the kidneys. I mean, if you stop making nitrogen-based waste product in the name of urea, uh, you die, right? They put you on dialysis, and then you're really screwed eventually. According to one of the head researchers from Brad Bradford University's Center for Skin Sciences, where this study was carried out, he stated... There is no question that these substances can be toxic. It takes a long time for the multiple-step nature of cancer to show its face. I don't think we should wait 20 years to see if there's anything wrong with these ingredients. All right, so let's talk about nanoparticles. So what, what, what's the issue with nanoparticles? Okay, There's no way to really state it, but nanoparticles represent an incredible advance of technology. For instance, nanotechnology reduces the size of vitamins down to microscopic nanodroplets that are much easier for your body to absorb potentially providing greater health benefits. But on the other hand, is it possible that by reducing a particle's size, it becomes capable of evading the body's natural defenses more easily? Ooh, I don't know. Could nanoparticles enter pores into the skin faster and bypass our immune and detoxification mechanisms that have evolved for millions of years? Maybe. Concerns such as these are why some health experts caution that great care needs to be taken as to what particles are being produced on the nano scale. It may be that artificially designing substances to be significantly smaller in size that would naturally occur, they can become more toxic to the body than otherwise. Carbon black is a particular form of elemental carbon that is mainly used in rubber products, mainly tires. It is also used as pigment in inks, especially black tattoo ink, paints and coatings as well as in plastics. Exposure to carbon black particles occurs mainly in the form of aggregates during its manufacturing process. Carbon black and its extracts have also been tested in laboratory animals. These tests provide significant evidence for the carcinogenicity of carbon black and carbon black extracts used in tattoos. Based on these findings, the IARC has classified carbon black as possibly carcinogenic to human beings. That's 2A. Let's keep going. A 2013 study examined the effects of a total of nine brands of tattoo inks of six colors each, black, red, yellow, blue, green, and white, along with two additional black inks of different brands on formation of harmful reactive oxygen species, or ROSs. ROS is the name for chemically reactive molecules containing oxygen. Biologically speaking, ROS are formed naturally and play an important role in the normal functioning of the body cells. However, ROS generated by exposure to UV rays, radiation, and toxins like carbon black and black tattoo inks can potentially severely damage structures inside cells, leading to observable clinical symptoms, including damage to skin. Interestingly, the study researchers found that two black inks produced the highest amounts of ROSs. Not only that, the same two ink aggregated much more strongly in water relative to other inks. Further, 10 of the 11 black inks had levels of polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons, PHSs, exceeding the European Council's recommended level. 
and all 11 exceeded the recommended level of benzopyrene, which, was, as we have already talked about, is a class 1 carcinogen, so definite carcinogen. Okay, so here's the takeaway from, from this article. Inks are not regulated by the government over in the European Union and in the United States. So this is problematic. And the studies that have been coming out, these independent studies are showing that some of the ingredients, like the benzopyrene, are toxic to our body and that they might migrate to other organs and cause problems. So this is one of the reasons that you should be a little worried and suspect about it. And look, if you do get cancer because of your exposure to this, because it is similar to mercury fillings in your mouth, it's constantly... Uh, being effusive or being evaporated into your mouth and, and then you inhale it, these tattoos, since they're on you forever, are going into your bloodstream possibly and causing major problems. So we definitely know that they cause cancer in rats, but again, we're not rats, but we are mammals, and so this is something to be worried about. All right, let's take a break and talk about the mental health issues. All right, so let's talk about this one. This came out in a journal about two months ago. People with tattoos have more sexual partners, more likely to go to prison, and have mental health issues, new study says. (laughs) None of that should be surprising to any of you. The Pew Research Center says that 40% of millennials have tattoos, and approximately half of those with ink have two to five tattoos, and 18% have six or more. That's astonishing. 40% of millennials have tattoos. And it's not surprising that once you get one, you get hooked on it, right? I know people who get hooked on it, and they keep getting them more and more and more and more. And they net so approximately half of those, so 20% have two to five, and then another 20% have a lot. Good news for those who are inked up. You will have more number of sexual partners. I guess that's good news. But before, I don't know if it really is because the studies show that the more partners that women have, the more depressed they are. But I guess for the guys, though, it's different. But before you get too excited and start high-fiving your tattooed friends, there are some worrisome things that come along with having tattoos, according to a new study. Researchers at the University of Miami surveyed more than 2,000 U.S. adults and discovered a correlation between tattoos and mental health issues. The new study published in the International Journal of Dermatology, and I'll, 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 I'll put the link for this in the episode notes, found that ink addicts were more prone to engage in risky behavior. People with tattoos were more likely to have a higher number of sexual partners, more likely to be smokers, and more likely to have spent time in prison or jail. The study also found that those with tattoos were more likely to have been diagnosed with a mental health issue as well as sleep problems. I mean, is this a surprise to anybody? I mean, this should not be a surprise to anybody. Look, why? And let me backtrack on tattoos here. Tattoos can make a guy look better if he's muscular and already good looking. Okay, if a pasty, obese guy gets a tattoo, it's not going to make him look better. It could be the coolest, best design. Look at Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck, you got to Google pictures. He got this humongous colored phoenix tattoo put on his back. It covers from scapula to scapula. It is horrifically ugly. And look, Ben Affleck isn't looking the best right now. He's all bloated because of all the drugs. But Ben Affleck overall is a good-looking man. And that tattoo didn't make him look better. Now with women... 
women, women, you're either attractive or you're not. A tattoo is not going to make you look prettier. Okay. If anything, a tattoo is going to make you look not as attractive. It's not going to make you look as attractive. So tattoos aren't going to make you look better. But why do people get tattoos? I think some people get tattoos because they want the attention, right? You want, especially ones that are that are exposed. You can see them on the arms and legs. So and this could be considered double standard. And of course, here come the feminists again. But like women getting tattoos doesn't really make much sense. So why is a woman getting a, a gigantic tat, a, a whole sleeve, on his arm, on her arm? She wants attention. Now, who is she wanting attention from? Maybe men that have tattoos. So. The fact that the study from the International Journal of Dermatology shows that people who get tattoos are more likely to be sexually promiscuous is not a surprise. Because if you look who at people who are getting tattoos, typically people who get tattoos are impetuous people. They're hasty, impetuous people, and they're not looking or thinking long term. They're people that don't think things through. And it wouldn't be surprising that these people also have a lot of sex. And I saw another study showing that they have a lot of unprotected sex too. So look, high risk, high high risky behavior. So a tattoo in itself is high risky behavior. Now, if any of you have a tattoo, I would say a large majority of you, if you're honest, probably regret the tattoo, especially if you're older in your 40s or 50s and you got it done 10, 15, 20 years ago with your girlfriends, you probably regret it. So it is a high risk behavior. So the fact that people have tattoos, uh, drink more, and have more partners and end up in prison time is not surprising at all. That article shouldn't be surprising to you at all. Now, the mental health one, well, let's finish Let's finish this. Let me talk about the mental health. Quote, this is Professor Caroline Mortensen, the lead author from the University of Miami who published it. Previous research has established an association between having a tattoo and engaging in risky behavior. In an era of increasing popularity of tattoos, even among women and working professionals, we found that these relationships persist but are not associated with lower health status. Close quote. Another study, this one from the University of Rochester Medical Cancer in 2001, found adolescents with tattoos to get more in trouble. The study found that tattooed youths are far more likely to smoke cigarettes or marijuana. This would probably include jewel vaping now. Binge drinking, have premarital sex, get into serious fights, join gangs, skip school, and get poor grades. The researchers from the University of Miami are hoping that the study can help dermatologists and healthcare providers in being more sensitive to those suffering from mental health issues. All right, so going to mental health. Again, I don't think this is that much of a surprise, guys, that a lot of people with tattoos have mental health issues, probably in particular either bipolar, because when you're when you're manic in the in the bipolar phase, uh, you tend to engage in high risky behavior. So you go, let's just go to Vegas, and then you you tend to uh, blow a lot of money, engage in high risk sex, uh, drink a lot, do drugs, you drive while drinking. You know, in the manic period before you crash. So I would guess that the mental health stuff that they're talking about is going to be people who are bipolar. Uh, depressed and anxiety probably are the ones. And then I would guess with the women, it's going to be the cluster B personality disorder. So the histrionics, the borderlines and so forth are going to be the women that get that. Now, that's not to say that every woman or anybody who fits these mental health classifications has a tattoo. Of course not. We're looking at the people who do have tattoos. So again, I don't think it's too surprising that People who have tattoos have a higher rate of depression and mental health problems because why are they gravitating toward the tattoos in the first place? 
the students will say it's self-expression, but as I've already mentioned, there's a myriad of ways you can express yourself. So what is making them get the tattoos? And I would and I would posit the question to you guys who have tattoos, especially you women. Why did you get the tattoo? Now, not like, oh, because my friends wanted it and I thought it'd be cool, but but especially for you guys who have the, the flank skank and the, and the tramp stamp and all these things, what was the real reason you wanted to get the tattoo? And what is the real reason you want to keep getting more and more tattoos to the point where it covers your body? These are questions that we need to address. This goes back to doing the deep work. We talked about that in several episodes, going back to the episode on breakups, for example, and going into the one about reasons you should end up not being in a long-term relationship. What is your reason, the deep work? You need to do the deep work to figure out what makes you tick. Because if you don't figure out what makes you tick, if you don't have that self-realization and that introspection, you're just going to continue to keep making the same mistakes vis-a-vis marriage or, or self-destructive behavior. So why are you doing these tattoos? Why do you feel the need to ink up? And it's not just simply because it's cool. Because it's not necessarily that. There's Because there's a host of reasons, a host of ways you can manifest your coolness than getting tattoos. So I think it has to do with high-risk behavior. I think it has to do with maybe people think that you know, they're depressed and that if, they're, if they get a tattoo, they'll be less depressed. Uh, I, I, I really don't know, but it, I did want to bring this information up. All right, so let's finish up. Okay, so what are my takeaways? Don't get tattoos, right? Just go back to the one on aspartame. Don't take aspartame. Don't get tattoos. If anything, for a medical reason, we know that the ink is unregulated and they could be throwing a bunch of stuff in there. Just like essentially how the synthetic cannabinoids, the Scooby Snacks, that's not regulated. We know uh, jewel vaping is not regulated. We know the vitamin industry and the, and the herbal supplements like the the ED drugs and the testosterone drugs are not regulated. So you don't know what you're putting in your ink, and which is going onto your skin permanently. So the studies that are coming out are worrisome. Just in that regard, they're worrisome. That if you get this ink put on you, it could be leaching in your body forever. So for that re- reason, in that regard, solely that regard, you shouldn't get a tattoo. So this is really addressed toward the younger people who don't have it. Now, 40% of millennials having it, to me, is an astonishing astonishing fact that half of them have it. And I would tell this to, to younger people, to people in their 20s, for example. Look, I'll be straight with you because I'm always straight with you in these episodes. Women don't get tattoos. It doesn't make you look better. I can tell you, not because I feel this way only, but I know many people feel this way, many men. There are men who will not date you because you have a tattoo. That's not to say if you have a little dragonfly on your ankle. I'm talking about bigger than a fist-sized tattoo or a sleeve. There are men who won't give you the time of day. We know that employers have a strict no tattoo policy. And unfortunately, they've had to lax those policies because so many people have tattoos. But in general, high high occupation, blue-collar jobs, or even sales jobs, they don't want people with, with tattoos. Why? Because 
the generalization that people with tattoos are trashy. That that stereotype's been around. Now, I know some of you are going to get angry when I say that. I'm not saying you in particular, John Doe, Jane Doe, is trash. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that there is a stereotype that only trashy people get tattoos. Just like there's this stereotype of cheerleaders being sluts or I don't know, Asian moms being helicopter tiger moms who berate their kids and push them to perfection. There's always like a, a, a shred of truth behind stereotypes, which makes them stereotypes in the first place. So I mean, there, there wouldn't be a stereotype of cheerleaders being promiscuous if there hasn't been a, a relatively anecdotal track record of cheerleaders being promiscuous, right? And same for Asian tiger moms or whatever. So look, the the idea of people, especially women, with tattoos being trashy has been around for decades. Now you're going to say it's sexist. Well, unfortunately, it is sexist because men can get tattoos and a lot of women will find them attractive so long as the man is attractive. Now, a, man, a woman won't give a man with a tattoo a time of day if he's unattractive or has low social mate value, which we've, which we've talked about in the, in the dating episodes. But with women... There are a lot of good men. If they see you with a tattoo walking by, if you have a neck tattoo or a sleeve or whatever, they, even if you're pretty, they, they automatically classify you as a short-term relationship, not the marrying type. Boom. I mean, automatically, a lot of men will do that. Now, you will respond by saying, well, those men aren't worth my time. Okay, maybe. Maybe that's true. Or maybe they just have taste and you're just being defensive and because you had this tattoo and it's permanent and you don't either haven't had the self-actualization to realize that maybe I shouldn't have gotten this tattoo or you do realize that and you wish you can get it removed or you've had it removed, but you know it still lingers. And this goes back to my point. Have foresight. Think long term. Not just the ink issues, which we've already addressed, but the social stigma about tattoos. Think about when you're a grandma. If you get that big neck tattoo when you're 22 or whatever, or, or the tramp stamp, think long term. What kind of story you're going to have to tell your pet, your kids, or your grandkids about that? But in general, you there's no reason to get a tattoo. There honestly no. Now you could say I'm just an old man curmudgeon, or that I'm an uptight guy. But look, I can't see any legitimate reason for the majority of people to get tattoos. Yeah, if you were in the Marines, I totally get it. It's part of the brotherhood to get it done when you're young. But in general, there's just been this skyrocketing proliferation of tattoos. And most of the people, there's no reason to get it, guys. Self-express another way. Care about your health. Worry about the ink. And just think in general, you are limiting a decent percentage of the population because you have a tattoo. Now, if a guy came up to me and said, should, you know, there, should I date women with tattoos? Should I be worried that they have tattoos, they have mental health problems, they have depression, uh, they, they might cheat on me and so forth? I would tell him the truth. I would just quote them the studies. I'd quote them the studies. And I'd say, maybe you might be a little loath or re- reluctant to, yes, to get in a relationship with a woman who has several tattoos. I'm not talking about the butterfly on their ankle, but with several tattoos are on their sleeve because the studies show higher rate of having unprotected sexual partners. That's not to say in the past. That could be in the current or the present or the future. So you could extrapolate that out as to being higher rate of infidelity, higher rate of cheating, higher rate of mental health disorders, higher rate of high-risk behavior. So 
I would not want to date somebody who has a higher rate of infidelity or a higher rate of mental health problems that I don't know about. And this goes back to the episode I, I did on reasons not to be in a long-term relationship. This is not something I need to worry about because I'm MGTOW. But if, if I had a friend who was dating ask me, hey, this woman's got a bunch of sleeves. Should I date her? I would say no. Those are red flags. Those are literally painted on, inked on flags that you might want to worry about this woman and being in a long-term relationship or marrying her. Now, I know some of you are angry with me for making that statement, but I really don't care. It's my podcast. If you want to start your own podcast and talk about reasons you should tattoo, by all means, do that. Okay, I'm not going to be apologetic about it. If somebody came up to me and asked me, should I date this woman, even though she has tattoos, I'll say probably not. Probably not. You're entitled to your opinion. I'm entitled to my opinion. We live in a politically correct snowflake culture where everybody gets offended for every little thing. Everybody gets offended. Oh, my God. Okay, so if you're offended, oh, well, you're offended. I don't really care. Don't get tattoos because of the ink issues. Don't get tattoos, many tattoos, because of the social stigma and because you are limiting your possible dating pool. And the last thing I'll say is look in the mirror and ask yourself, what is the true reason? What is the true need for me to mutilate my body and get this in several tattoos? And if you can come to terms, write it down, journal it. If you can come to terms and give a real good reason, a real, real good reason, you will probably be able to come up with a viable alternative to the tattoo. Heck, get piercings. At least you can take those out, but not the, not the tattoo. All right, so look in the mirror, ask yourself that question before you do it, and honestly, don't get the big tattoo. All right, guys, as always, hit the subscribe button. It takes you two seconds. It helps me in my rankings. And as always, post a review for Katie's Essential Apothecary, Confessions of an Obese Child, and, of course, Holistic Health News. Until next time, take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to NPE Radio and Holistic Health News. Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Holistic News Now and at our Facebook page at Naturopathic Earth. Please consider a donation at patreon.com slash naturopathic earth. Buy the Confessions of an Obese Child ebook on Amazon or Barnes & Noble Nook. Consider subscribing to our podcast. And as always, please post an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this. And remember, the core belief at NPE. Let food be thy medicine. Let nature be thy healer. Until next time. Music courtesy of Nine Inch Nails.